In the Loft podcast. Jonathan and Kelly Parrish are here with you. Hey, everybody. It's been a while, but we're here, ready, and a lot of things are going on, a lot of things to talk about, and we're just going to dive right in. Okay, let's do it. We don't know how we're going to get there, but we know where (laughs) we're going. There's a lot to talk about. That's why. It's kind of like driving around until you get there. Oh, okay. Just drive around until you get there. <laughs> like trying to find a parking place? Yeah, we're going to cover upcoming events. We're going to cover what has been happening. We're going to cover what God's doing and maybe a few other things along the way. It's so been a fun ride. We're going to hit all those things, but we just don't know how we're going to get there. We'll take off. So go on this yes. journey with us and let's get right to it. So all right. That was fun. It's been a minute, but... We're ready to jump back in. All right. So where are we going to jump? First of all, what's been going on? Let's talk about what has been happening. All right. We have um, started a brand new year. We finished up 2022. Good year. But um, it's behind us. And so now we're we're already knee deep into 2023. So 2023, we believed, prayed, and have thought that, you know, Another move, a big move of God was coming in 2023. Well, we we were hoping in 20, everything. (laughs) And 19 and everything else. But it seems that in 2023, (laughs) we're starting to see some signs of a real shift. Yes. A real shift shift in... And an awakening. And an awakening in what God's doing. So many different things have come together because uh, you and I both study and talk about and experience, have experienced many revivals and outpourings. And the most significant one in our lives was the Brownsville outpouring. Right. It happened uh, in the late 90s and very early 2000s. I think it finished about 2002. And since then, we have been just ruined for revival. Church, as usual, is no fun. Yeah. And uh, so we know what it's like to see souls run to the altar, to see people just absolutely smashed by the power of God. It's the best. Atheists, Christians, believers, those that have been in church and those that have never been in church, all getting touched by the glory. We, we've experienced it. We've seen it. We've witnessed it. We went there and brought it back to our church. And uh, we have, we've never left that. But our goal and our cry, as so many, is to see that, that kind of fire spread everywhere around the world. Yes, and more of it here. Always the cry for more. Always. And so we have uh, waited for something to happen, for something to take place. And now it seems that a lot of things have come together. This is what I would call the perfect storm for revival. I don't think That's that... That's good. I like that. Uh, yeah. I don't think the church has broke out in full-on revival just yet, but wow. It's it's happening, though. It's kind of like a campfire where you've got all the, the wood stacked up. You went... Uh, you did the work, you got everything settled or everything set in place. And then when you start the fire at the bottom, you see it burning, but you know that small fire is going to become a raging inferno. Yes, it's going to spread. Because of what? Because of the wood and, and something that's consumable placed onto the fire. Right. And so what we're seeing now is uh, there there's a church world that is ready. They're, they're tired they are. They of are. the junk. And, you and know, ready. the world has been in a crazy crazy place uh lately and in the past few years and not very long ago the lord just kind of put this in my spirit that 
it takes a storm because ever everyone knows we're in the Oklahoma area so we have you know we know what a tornado is we know what a good thunderstorm is we know about the hail and the lightning and the thunder and the wind and rain and all of the things that go into a storm but the Lord just kind of nudged me one day and he said you know it takes a storm for the season to change and so sometimes we go through a crazy moment you know something that's just beyond what we want to experience and we and it and sometimes it's just not not a good thing not a good experience but when we see those things you know then it brings a new season it brings a change and we have to trust the Lord in the whole process and know and just stay close to him and just keep the cry for more, more of you, Lord, more of whatever you want to do. And I think as much as we say, God, we don't care how you do it, just do it. As much as we say that and we mean it from our hearts, when it really happens, we're like, man, I never saw that coming. I never, I, I never imagined it happening this way or right. seeing it this way, which right. is to me the most amazing thing because it just, it, it just, nods to the sovereignty of God and that he can do what he wants to do when he wants to do it through whom he wants to do it, how he wants to do it. And, and that's the amazing thing that if we just stay in this, in this attitude of God, just strip all religion off of me, strip all preconceived ideas and notions and what I've seen before, just keep that off of me and just it's a it's a process every day right, right. it's not right. something you get rid of once and then you're good like religion tries yeah. to creep up on you all the time if yeah. especially if you're in the church that's right oh really if you're in the church you know yeah. or if you're yeah, religion's saved. not hanging out at the bar no 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 they're not worried about it but but we just want to keep ourselves in a place where uh we we just can recognize it, right. you know, when it comes our way and not write it off because it's something different than we've experienced before. That's exactly what we've prayed for. Yes, that's right. And, you know, you're talking about religion and how re religion is the greatest hindrance to revival. Religion is the, I sometimes I think it's one of the only things that stops revival because sin yeah. doesn't stop revival. As a matter of fact, it's for sin. <laughs> it's for sin. <laughs> Right. Revival devours sin. Revival brings conviction. And so it's it's the religion that stops the revival. Well, here's the deal. We are now seeing religion coming out everywhere. I mean, it's what I mean by that is it's being exposed everywhere. And like you said, with with all of us, Say I heard it. I heard I think it was Heidi Baker. Uh, and it may not have been her, but someone I don't I like to give credit. I don't like to just steal people's right, stuff. Right, yeah, I, me too. <laughs> it, it was somebody that I heard, and I think it was Heidi Baker, that was talking about the spirit of religion and and said it's basically uh, like our bodies. We don't just say, well, I took a shower today, so I'm good for the next six months. Oh, come on. You know, why? Because we're going to live. We're going to go out and do things. We're going to get dirty again. And as a matter of fact, we're going to get dirty again like today, like yeah. <laughs> tomorrow, we need another shower. Come on. And the spirit of religion is just like that. The we, Especially for, to be totally honest, if we just want to be totally honest and open here, the spirit of religion is for people like you and me. Right. We are the ones that are in church all the time. We're in ministry all the time. We are in, I mean, literally, you know, hundreds of services every year. And you get in a routine where it's the same thing. Even for us Pentecostals, even for us Holy Rollers, pew jumpers, yes. falling in the floor, rolling, you know, laughing, shouting, crying. 
even for us, it becomes, it's just, this is when we do that. This is when we do this. This is when this happens. And what happens? It takes on a form. Right. And the Bible tells us and warns us about forms. Yes, it does. It tells us to not have the form of godliness and deny the power. And, and you deny the power when you have a form of godliness. Right. And so the power of God is he does what he wants, when he wants, how he wants. And when we pray that prayer that you were just talking about, Lord, I don't care what it looks like. Just do it to me. Do we really mean that? Do, yeah. we, do we really do you really, really mean that? What if you're the one that gets knocked in the floor and you're the one that is shaking under the power and the glory of God? Do you really, really mean that? Because unless you're willing to let him do whatever he wants. Right. And that's the thing. Then he's not going to do anything yeah. unless we're willing to give it all. Yeah, absolutely. And it and it takes intentionality to stay in that place. Right. 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 It takes intentionality to to say, God I'm going to worship you because that's what's in my heart to do. Because it, it doesn't matter if you're a minister or if you are just attending church, everybody can get into that. Like Jonathan said, that form, that routine, we are all at some level creatures of habit, some worse than others, some more than others. But I think the thing about being in just a habit and doing it just out of routine, because we all can say as, as ministers, I think people, ministers can say this, you know, I could do this with my eyes closed. Well, that's a really dangerous place to be. Like I always ask myself, I try to ask myself, okay, could I do this with my eyes closed? Am I like going through this? Like, I don't have to think, I don't have to lean on the Holy Spirit, whatever. Well, people in the, in that are just attending church also can be that way. They can come in and just go through the motions and just, I can do this with my eyes closed. I know when to raise my hands. I know when to clap my hands. I know when to jump a little, shout a little, cry a little, you know, I, I know when to do that, but when we come in and I I lead worship and I just always try to make myself think about and pay attention to what I'm singing and do it from my soul. You know, we've been, we've been, well, the Lord gave me the scripture about, oh, my soul, why are you cast down when God is your hope? God is your hope. Why are you cast down? So when when the psalmist is speaking to his, his own soul, saying, soul, you're going to get up and you're going to be joyful and you're going to have hope and you are going to praise the Lord. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul and all that is within me. So when you're commanding your soul to praise him and to worship him, that does not come from routine and from form. That's it right. comes from the depth of genuine worship to the Lord. And I think as ministers and just as church people as a whole, we have to check our hearts and say, am I doing this from a genuine relationship with God that I genuinely want to worship him? I genuinely want to see a move of God and I genuinely don't care if I've ever seen it before and I want to be a part of it. And I'm open um, to, to know that I can't have so much pride to think that I have seen it all. That's right. That I've seen all that God's going to do or has done. I I I want to see more because there's always, always more That's than right. we've seen. That's right. That's right. And the scripture that we're speaking from today, uh, that I referenced a while ago, is <clears throat> in the book of Second Timothy chapter three. It says, This know also in the last days perilous times shall come. And then it gives the list 
Men shall be lovers of themselves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce bearers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. So mm-hmm. this is the warning. In the last days, this is this is the environment you're going to see. Now, everything I mentioned there, we have been exposed and have seen all that in our society yes. and in our culture today. So then the next verse says this. This is what's crazy about this. And I referenced this a few weeks ago in a sermon. Verse 5 says, having a form of godliness. Now, think about that. It just broke down lovers of people who are lovers of themselves, covetous people boasters proud blasphemers these are some of the worst of the worst disobedient to parents unthankful unholy truce breakers false accusers liars all these things come on and then verse 5 says having a form of godliness you mean to tell me that all of those people that we just read and described it says have can have a form of godliness wow so the most wicked evil people of our time and of our era and of this age the spirit of the age that's operating in the world today. Those people, according to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 5 says they can still have a form of godliness. Wow. What that means is they can still look godly. Think about it. They Woo! can still look like yeah. they're the church people. They can still look like they're on their way to heaven. They can still look like the perfect little you know, Christian form yeah. that we've come to they're talking create in the our talk. minds. They can talk it. They are not walking it because it says this. It says they have a form. They can have a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. So the very test of this is going to get back to what I always get back to the very test of whether God, whether it's godly or not, is if the power's there. The very test Oh, it doesn't matter if it looks if it looks like uh, it has a form that looks like God, but does it have the power of God? I think Say about it. this. You know, you can be walking down the street and look in the window in a, in a store, and they've got real clothes and real shoes and real uh, you know paraphernalia that they're trying to sell you in that window on a fake person. Oh, come on. That's actual clothes that would fit you yeah. or me. And those yeah. are actual shoes. And they got the watch that can I want. Could put it all on. Could put it all on. But it's on something that's not real. It looks Ooh, like a human. That's good. It looks like it's real. Yeah. But it's not real. How do I know it's real? Because that mannequin sitting in that window can't move. It can't breathe. It can't do anything. It has. It's hollow. There's nothing to it because it's just a form of a person but has no power that a person has. Yeah. And so when we become a church that has a form of godliness but deny the power, we are the most weak, useless yeah. we could be so in the true. kingdom. As a matter of fact, we're destructive to the so kingdom. True. That's what religion is. Yes. Religion is that mannequin in the window that looks like Come on, that's everything good. but has no power. And so when we deny the power... We deny the very existence of God in our churches and in our lives and in our ministries. If there's no power and there's no glory, what's the point? What's the point? You might it, as well join the Girl Scouts. You're that's just what a, I always say. That's right. You're just a mannequin just a in club. the window. Yeah. You're just yeah, a mannequin on. in the window. And so this is why we 
always get back to the manifested and demonstrated presence power of God. Presence, it's yes. the power. It's Come the on. power. The power of God is something that when it when the supernatural power of God touches the natural on the earth, the earth responds. Yes. The very earth itself shakes all throughout the scriptures. Every time the presence of God touches the earth, the earth shakes. If the earth so itself good. shakes, every time the presence of God, Paul and Silas were in a prison and an earthquake took place because the power of God touched them. And that's, that, right. that's what shook the prison doors open. If every time the presence of God touches the earth, the earth shakes, how are we going to say, well, the power of God's working in me, but you just don't see it or you just don't know. It's all something that affect us. No, your flesh is (laughs) going to respond. Everything about you is going to respond. And if we don't offer that kind of power in our church services and in our ministry, if we don't offer that, then the world is going to go try to find the fake of it. And it's out there. It is. It's everywhere. It's out there. It's being offered. Find it. The supernatural is being offered in in storefronts in the form of crystals and and in the form of witchcraft paraphernalia. They're not doing this stuff in the streets in the dark somewhere. They're doing it right out front. They are out front going after you, me, your kids, our kids, everybody that's listening to me. They're going after your family. And so the devil's not ashamed of his power. Why has the church become ashamed of the power that God gave us? Why would we want to have a form of godliness, but deny deny the power power thereof? And where it says deny the power thereof, that you might as well say, because the word thereof means of the thing just mentioned of that. Yeah. So that you can say it like this, have a for having a form of godliness, but denying the power of God. I mean, it's literally denying the power of God. And let me just touch on that since you got into the uh, stores selling the crystals and the all the new age Junk. paraphernalia. Yeah. Uh, because we have to be, we, we cannot be ignorant of the enemy's devices. Right. So as a church, we have to open our eyes and see, you know, the... The whole thing that's getting really popular, it's not new, but it's getting is gaining popularity among people, especially younger people, is manifesting the new age way. Okay, so let's talk about this. Let's talk about this for a second, because we have to you have to be um, wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. That's what the, the word says, not to be ignorant of the enemy's devices. So when the new age um occult i'm just gonna say um present something as let's manifest today so they say if you say things over and over that it will come to you if you say this job is coming or this money or this house or this car is coming they and then they try to manifest those things into existence with their words well if you have been a christian any amount of time you can just see very clearly and very quickly that that is a perversion of uh what the word says the manifestation (laughs) of the the spirit the manifestations of the holy spirit and in the word of god it says many times you know for example you can declare and decree a thing and it shall come to pass that's a scripture invert in first corinthians 12 and 7 and i'm not going to the rest of it it says now to each one the manifestation of the spirit is given for the common good that's the new international version the king james version says it this way the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit with all 
It's for everyone. Yes. The manifestation of, of the, the spirit. spirit We're of talking God. the Holy Spirit. spirit. Of God, but the devil is stealing every, trying to steal everything, now, which isn't a surprise. It that, isn't a that's surprise. That's what he's he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. That's right. But what the Holy Spirit told me not very long ago was the enemy can only take what the church surrenders. Right. So going back and echoing what you said, Jonathan, about having a form of godliness, that there are so many um, so-called churches that deny the power of God. They right. have a form of God, but they deny the power of God. Okay, so. They are leaving and and uh, surrendering yep. the manifestations right. because, you know, so many places, no, don't do that. It makes people uncomfortable. Right. Well, listen, if we want revival and maybe they don't want revival. OK, so there you go. But if you say you want revival, you have to know that when the power and the presence of God come into a room, that transformation happens. Yep. And when transformation happens, things happen right things shake right things move it's not a it's not a still um no nothing moving nothing happening kind of a situation right revival is transformation things have to change so you think about it makes me think about people that go in and remodel homes you know we watch chip and joanna all the time okay so so they go in and they tear down walls and Things change. There is a transformation that takes place. They right. go from a it goes from an old dilapidated, uh, abandoned mess to a beautiful, immaculate home. Right. So the same thing when the Holy Spirit comes in, He goes into those those places that are just messed up in our lives, and transformation happens. Well, when that happens, you're going to see it. You're going to see it on the outside. It's going to be evident on the inside. All the above. It's going to be all of the things. And so those are manifestations of the Holy Spirit. But but listen, if the church uh, surrenders those things and diswelcomes those things, I don't even know if that's a word, but that's what I would like to say because it is now. It is now. I just made it a word. Put it in the Urban Dictionary. Yeah. Diswelcomes. So if it, if a group or a person diswelcomes the Holy Spirit and all that the Holy Spirit entails, then the world is going to pick that take up. It. They're going to take it. Not just the world. Satan is going to take mm-hmm. that. And mm-hmm. he twists things just so they look really good, really enticing. Just think about the tree of good and evil right. in the garden. That's it was right. beautiful. It had big, beautiful fruit that was enticing. And it looked like it would be profitable. It looked like to Eve that it would be a good thing. So the enemy is not going to put something spooky in front of you and hope the masses just take a hold of it. No, it's going to be very enticing. It's going to be like, ooh, self-empowerment, positivity, all the things. So you have to be able to differentiate the power of God and what the world is repackaging. The enemy is repackaging it and make sure you know that and make sure your children know that because new age is creeping in, not to the world. It's been here, but it's creeping in to people who should know better. I guess I should say because of the packaging. So read the label. That's right. (laughs) It it doesn't just come. uh, The devil doesn't come packaged in the ways that we've always thought he comes packaged. And so he's figuring out ways, and this is what you're saying, he's figuring out ways to get into the church. He's figuring out ways to get into the church, uh, to the believers, the homes of church people, of believers, the homes of Christians. And when I say church people, I think that's a term I'm going to, this is just a little side note, I think that's a term I'm going to start using more and more because 
everybody says there's a Christian says they're a Christian. Yeah. But you know, if you're a Christian, you're going to go to God's house. So those who serve God, those who are know better before you know it, this stuff will come to you. Yes. And the manifestation of what you don't want to manifest can start coming. The Bible says this. It says a curse without a cause cannot come. Yeah. We've got to be careful that we don't give place to the devil. It says give no place to the devil. Don't let there be an open door. And there's a reason. Yes. When, when the word says give no place to the devil, it means give no place to the devil for a reason. Because God knows if you give him a little bit, if you give him an inch, he'll take a well, mile. Well, it, it, the word of God also says that a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. Yeah. And and ninety nine point nine 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 percent is not enough. Come on. As a matter of fact, God will not even accept an offering or a life that's only ninety nine point nine 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 percent. We've got to make sure there's no open doors for the enemy. Right. Well, the problem is the devil. It tells us in the scripture the devil comes as an angel of light. He wants yeah. to come as an angel of light. He presents himself as good, but he's not. It it's a wolf in sheep's clothing, and so. Why are we speaking of these things? Because we, you and I both know people that did not realize it, and they've opened themselves up to curses and to demonic powers because they didn't know how demonic certain things could be, such as what we've talked about and other things. Yes. And so we've got to be careful. Why? Because we don't want to allow the manifestations of the devil in our lives at the same time Amen. that the church world is rejecting the manifestation of the spirit. Come on. We're going after we're the manifestation of the spirit. Yes. We're going after we're going after the glory. We're going after the power. We're going after the presence of God. Amen. Because that's that's what it's like you that that's like God getting on God's surgery table and then he takes everything that you read and thought and heard and what's in your mind, and all of a sudden it gets put in your spirit, man, and now it comes to life. Like you gave, I think it was in the last uh, podcast, you gave an example of of someone at, at the Gold Conference, and uh, I think it was the last podcast, I was going through them the other, or earlier today, actually, but you gave an example of a lady who came and was part of the services, but she got in the prayer line and fell out for the very first time, fell out into oh, the power. Oh, right, I remember that, yeah. That was cool. She That's loved awesome. it. It was awesome. Yeah. But you know what was even just as 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 awesome or even more awesome is what she told you that happened in the days following that. She yes. said after that, after she fell out under the power, when she read the scripture, it, it was more clear. Life. Yes. And more it had it came to life more. She understood it more than ever before. Isn't that amazing? Because she got on God's operating table. Well, the and he, Holy he Spirit just, is our teacher. Yes. So if we have the Holy Spirit while we're reading the word, things are going to come out that we wouldn't that's, have noticed without him. That's right. It's all, the word is always powerful. That's right. No matter what, anybody can pick it up and read it. And there's power. hundred percent. But when we have the Holy Spirit teaching us, it's like it just jumps off the page. Life. It's yes. Life. Life. Yes. Yes. And so let's talk a little bit, Jonathan, about our trip to San Antonio to be with Daniel Kalinda, who we, tell him who he is. Daniel Kalinda took over for Reinhard Bonnke. Reinhard Bonnke passed away in 2019, founder of Christ for All Nations, the greatest soul winning ministry uh, that has ever been on the face of the planet. Uh, when he died, he was 79 years old and 79 million people were saved documented there was more than that yeah. i'm sure but they have documented uh, over the course of his ministry 79 million people saved 
uh, it, you know, he used to always say, Africa shall be saved, you know, and, and that was his heart. And there would, there, there, we saw videos and many of you listening have seen the videos of literally a million or 2 million or 4 million in one service, you know, just, it looks like a sea of people, sea of people. There's no building on planet earth big enough to hold the people that they have these crusades. And so Daniel Kalinda had a, an impartation service, uh, in the same form that, Reinhard Bonnke used to have. He used to have these when he was younger. My dad used to go go to those meetings and right. those services. And the Lord spoke to Daniel Kalinda to do it just the way that Reinhard Bonnke did it, the way he liked to do it. Yeah. And and so he did. And, mm-hmm. you know, Daniel Kalinda's a younger guy. He probably wouldn't have done a morning breakfast impartation, but mm-hmm. this is what God told him to do. Sure. And so he's doing doing these. If you're around any of these, they're going around the country. I highly suggest you get yes. there. And so we went and... Uh, we were only one, two of like around 200 people. Yeah, there's just a couple hundred people there. Uh, smaller, intimate setting. And it was just absolutely life-changing. It was. And he came, he gave a great message, and then they showed lots of videos and reports about what's going on around the world. And then our favorite part, he lined everybody up for impartation. And I'll let you take it from there. What what in the world? How would you describe oh, what man. happened? Well, he he went and laid hands on each person, every individual person, which is just incredible. And he was just imparting. It was just fast. He didn't take a lot of time with anyone. But the power and the presence of God was so thick in that place. And we had already, you know, set our hearts to receive what God had for us, which is such a huge thing. When you go in, anytime you go into um, a service or to get prayer or impartation or receive anything from the Lord. If you just have that moment to set your heart to receive, it's just amazing the difference that it makes. And so he laid hands on us. Uh, I don't remember if he prayed for me or you first. I think he prayed for me first. Yeah, he did. Um, and I shook under the power of God. I was on the floor. I shook for, well, you when I the, got up, I was still shaking. Yes. When we got in the car to drive back to Oklahoma, I was still shaking. I don't know how long. I, I don't know how long because yeah. I was down there. You probably know better than I do. But I just remember thinking this is this anointing, this impartation is literally going to every cell of my body. That's yeah. what it felt like. Yeah, absolutely. It's an, It was incredible. You were the absolute last one to get up off the floor. Yes. Which is, makes me so proud to say <laughs> you're my wife. <laughs> because well, you know you, you're like a sponge that just absorbs it. If you drive from Oklahoma to San Antonio, which is how many hours Eight was hours. that? Eight hours. Then I, I'm not going to, I'm going to get all that God has. And then by so. golly, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> you know what? Yeah. I, I'm not going to just, yes. I'm not going to worry about what anyone else thinks or expects or says or or schedules what it's not about that it's just about going god i came this far for a reason yeah i did not come just to go through a form Mm -hmm. there we go again i didn't come just to sit through a nice service and hear nice things i if it was a good sermon we could have just ordered the cd we could have watched online or whatever but i wanted to be in the building and with hands laid on me from a an, an impartation of an anointing that uh, I didn't From, previously have. That's right. That's I mean, right. and and he's not, by the way, giving away his anointing. Daniel Kalenda is yeah. not. He made that very clear. And, but the Holy Spirit yeah. was 
passing out that's right. good stuff. That's right. <laughs> and God, and and you're talking about, you know, this is a powerful, powerful ministry that's still working yes. on the earth. That that still there, it's that, it's excelling. Yes, like you said, you don't see it on the news. They're not going to show these no. things on the news, but it it's amazing what they're doing. But to go and let them lay their hand, let him lay his hands on us and impart. Yes, and. It what it does is it's a power that activates what's inside of us on a level that it's never been. And yes. so we came back Increase. and on Sunday we had an impartation service at our church and we re- released what we received to our right. people. And it was nothing it was more than just an, an uh, outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Uh, it was it, it was, was an just... explosion hard to describe people that you don't normally see the power of God hit. Yeah. It hit them so hard. Well, they were hungry. You know, yes, we, we right. on the way home, the Lord told us to do this on the way home from San Antonio in the car. The Lord told us to have an impartation service. And right. so we announced it. We put it on Facebook, our church, uh, Facebook, all the things. And people were hungry. Yes. They were they had there it is again. They had their hearts set and ready to, to receive. receive. And the hunger in the room was l- a different level and it felt different i don't i don't know how you would explain it but to me i was like it feels different in here tonight like and that whole day your your dad preached an just amazing message on communion that morning which just set it up completely perfectly for sunday night impartation revival nights impartation um and so it just was it's just so amazing when you come into agreement with god right and you put down your agenda and your preconceived ideas and your comfort. Yes. Then he won't disappoint. Then he just comes through. And then you go, and then it blows your mind. And then you go, why Why did we wait so long? Right. And why have we been striving? Yeah. Because this is the fact, y'all. This is the fact. We are not waiting on God. He's, He's waiting ready. on us. He's ready. And I loved this so much. I've repeated this several s- times since we were with Daniel Kalinda. Daniel Kalinda said, and these are his words, and I loved them. He said, quit saying we have to let God out of the box. He said, God was never in your stupid box. That's right. He's like, who are you to think that you, as a human being, can put God in any kind of a box? God's not going in your box. That's right. You're the one in the box. You're the one limiting God. You're the one that's not stepping out and stepping into what he has. You're the one afraid of what somebody will think. You're the one, not God. He's not in a box. You're in the box. So we have to get out of the box. And all the places, churches, ministries that think they have put God in a box and they've controlled the manifestations and they've controlled the glory and they've controlled it and put it to where they want it. All those places, the breaking news for them is they haven't put God in the box. God's not there. Yeah. They've asked him to leave. They've asked him to leave. Yeah. And so, (laughs) yeah. And so, you know, it's, it's really not that difficult. The, the outpouring of God's presence on the earth has never stopped. It's no. just somewhere that it's just where people are hungry. Yeah. And so when we see these videos of what God's doing in South Africa, they're hungry. Millions. We watched, we watched, I don't know, probably a hundred or 200,000 people on a video standing in the pouring down rain. And yes. Daniel Kalinda is out there preaching in the pouring down rain. Drenching rain. Why? Because they're hungry. He has. Yes. 
He, and most of them probably walked yes. miles. And to we're come talking to the dead people being raised. If that makes you uncomfortable, I do not apologize. Mm-mm. We're talking people getting up out of wheelchairs. Remember we're the one miracles. man that he Couldn't started hear. hearing? He he was like jumped born, out of his skin. He that, was deaf from birth, born deaf. Yes, and God opened his ear, and they had video of him. Yeah, it looked like and someone. Just, like, it, was, it was shocked. Yeah. It looked like someone who and so was, happy was and just, sleeping, and you just blew a horn in their ear. All of a sudden, it came alive. It his amazing. eyes were bright. Uh, wide open and he he could hear he could absolutely hear and so that's what happens when you when you when you let god do what he wants and there's a hunger that's what it brings and so we've seen it and we know it's out there and now we're starting to experience it and there's an awakening as the hunger starting to spread and it's just it's exciting to see it it's exciting to know um that that it's these are just the fires at the bottom of the campfire that have just started. These are just the little yes. embers. This is this is the beginning. This isn't the ultimate. And it's going to burn bigger and hotter than ever before. And God's just looking for people who are people who want to burn. <laughs> people who who say, Lord burn Lord, me. Lord burn me. We want to burn for you. Yes. And so um God's looking for people that'll say, you know what, I want the presence of God in manifestation and demonstration in my life beyond what makes me comfortable. And that includes you and me. We've seen it all. Absolutely. We think we have. We really have. Well, we haven't seen it all. We've seen a lot. But even you and I have to be ready to say, Lord, do something. You More n- Lord. Do what makes me uncomfortable. Yes. There's not much that <laughs> makes us uncomfortable but that we know of, but there is. God, it's out there. So, so our prayer is, God, get us out of our box Get us to a place yes. where we're experiencing the glory that makes our flesh go, wow. Break off religion. All religion. Let's get rid of it. And so that's our encouragement for you today is just go after the presence of God. Go after the manifestation of his spirit and his presence and don't let up. Don't relent. Yes. Don't stop until you get there. There's so much going on. We've gone on almost 40 minutes here. We'll just take a couple more minutes. Um, we've got... Gold conference coming up. If you're listening, I don't know when you're listening to this, but this is being recorded uh, in March of 2023. Gold conference coming up at the end of April. That's exciting. And April uh, 27th through the 29th. It's coming up. So all you got to do is go to lighthouseok.org and you can find the registration and information there. Registration is free. We just want to know that you're coming. It's going to be powerful. So come and bring your friends and your aunts and mothers and sisters and daughters and all of the things. And then tell them about Momentum. Momentum is a course that I started, oh, about two months ago. And I just now am having my third course. It's a it's a Bible course that I take you through and teach you how to turn a moment into momentum. So the Lord has given us all moments in our lives that are pivotal and we have to learn how to partner with God in those moments so that we go forward into what he's called us to do and we advance and not retreat and not go backward, but God can take us into um, the new things that he's called us to do. So that's my momentum course, and I'm offering that uh, for the third time starting next week. Uh, I have the advertisement on my Facebook page, Kelly Parrish. And tell them, babe, about your... Um, class that you're getting ready to do 
freedom and fire. Well, for those that are here locally or can get here, then we're, this won't be online initially, but maybe in the future. <clears throat> we're going to do a class called Freedom and Fire. We're going to be teaching uh, how to get free of those things that just seem to always be there. I'm talking about things that believers carry, and, and I'm not here to debate or, you know, argue one point or the other uh, as far as what level a demon can affect uh, or demonic spirit or demon, however you want to say it, can affect a believer. But I am here to say that I know there's believers who have addictions. There's Christians, they're believers, they have addictions. There's believers, Christians, who battle things in their mind they can't get free of. Depression uh, is, is Torment, another one. Torment, fear. Uh, chronically sick, um, fear, all these things. These are these are things that people believe. But there's got to be a way to find freedom from that. There's got to be a way to get rid of that thing and walk completely free. And so that's what we're going to talk about. And we're going to talk about how to get free, and not just how to get free, but what keeps you free is the fire. The fire of God uh, is what is where freedom is found. So it takes you have to have freedom and fire. And if you have those two things, the snakes are coming out. Come on. And if you look at, you know, when 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 Paul <laughs> shook off the snake, the snake came out of the fire. And so that's what happens when you build the fire and you build the presence of God strong enough in your life. The devil's going to run from you instead of running to you. Come on. He's going to he he may latch himself onto you, but you can shake him off. Yes. But how do we do it? How it's easy to say, it's fun to, you know, just 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 think, but let's experience it. And so that's what we're going to do let's in this do class it. called Freedom and Fire coming up in May. It's going to be More life changing. We'll be coming on that. So a lot of exciting things are coming up. Uh so just stay in tune with what we have going on camp meeting coming up at our church june the 4th through the 7th it's going to be powerful and exciting all this information can be found at lighthouseok.org you can also find a lot of information about kelly's ministry at kellyparish.com and you can find us on facebook my name jonathan parish kelly parish has her own and then we have a ministry page it's almost impossible to not find us yeah we're, we're out there so we hope you'll stay connected help help us by giving us a good rating and sharing the podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it today, and we'll be back hopefully soon. Time. We're working on bringing on a special guest Yes, very soon. We'll be coming on here with not just the two of us, but somebody else to talk about what God's doing on the earth. So It's great stuff. It's been in the loft. It's been Come exciting, on. and uh, I don't know about you, but I'm ready to do this again. We'll Let's not wait several soon. months for we I do know. It. We All say right. that. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Have All a right. wonderful day. See ya.